that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with it. Party at the bodega. It's your man Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing out there? I got another exclusive just for you. All right. Uh, former President Donald Trump accused Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis of having a relationship with a gang member during his rally in Windham, New Hampshire, on Tuesday afternoon. Willis is the Atlanta area prosecutor expected to announce on the oncoming weeks whether Trump will be indicted in her probe into his actions surrounding the 2020 presidential elections. Huh. She's definitely going to freaking put a Rico on that, man. It's a, he, he done solidified it now because I know that's going to piss Miss Willis off because she loved to pass out some Rico. She's the same prosecutor that got down with the YSL um, situation. And she even got some um, teachers convicted in a RICO case. She put, she threw some RICO cases on a, a couple of teachers on stuff for changing the test scores. Damn, Trump, you I think you got yourself in some dog shit now. But I don't know how this is going to turn out to be, but... I got to, this is exclusive. I got to jump on this because I know this is very serious. This could be some chibachery that's going to hit the local news and nationwide news and worldwide news, most definitely. So Mrs. Willis has investigated whether his call to Georgia Secretary of State, Brad um, Raffensperger, in which the former president asked him to find enough votes to flip the election in his favor, violated state election laws. Trump, who has accused prosecutors of targeting him for political purposes, launched his latest attack against Ms. Willis as he, as he addressed the large crowd during his campaign rally at Winham High School on Tuesday afternoon. I probably have another indictment. They say there's a young woman, a young racist in Atlanta, I guess they say that there were that there were after a certain gang. This is President, former President Trump speaking at the rally, and she ended up having an affair with one of the head of the gang members or a gang member. Trump stated. However, no credible evidence has been presented to back up those allegations that Miss Willis. Uh, has ever had a relationship with any gang member. Newsweek reached out to Trump's campaign and Willis offices for comment via email on Tuesday afternoon. All right, so Trump's campaign first made accusations about Fannie Willis' relationship with Young Stoner Life, YSL co-founder Mondo, also known as Fermando Crenshaw, in the video released earlier this month. The video accused Mrs. Willis of hiding a relationship with a gang member she was prosecuting, referring to a Rolling Stone article from January. The article features an interview with Mondo, who alleged that Willis acted differently from how she appears publicly when serving as his defense attorney in 2019. 
her office is prosecuting YSL in a case alleging that the group is in a criminal criminal gang. Mondo told the publication that the two had a cool relationship at the time. She almost like not really street, but she understand what goes on, bro. Oh, this is quote-unquote what goddamn Mondo was saying. She almost like not really street, but she understand what's going on. She understands the life to a certain degree. She ain't trying to take all these little black dudes down. She ain't that type of woman. Man, I'm telling you, she's not that. This is what Mondo was saying in an interview. Mondo did not, however, say the two had any type of relationship beyond that of attorney and client, nor did he accuse her of trying to hide their relationship. He said the two had not communicated since his case and that he had not kept up with her until seeing that he was prosecuting his YSL friends. Mm-hmm. Miss Willis told news sources that she liked Mondo and hoped he is well. When I represented him, he received 110% effort from me. I advocated for him with zeal. All right. Uh, I tend to meet my clients where they are. I hope you understand what that means. I want to see him do amazing things with his life. And I hope that that's where he's headed, she stated. Former federal prosecutor Naima Romani told News Sources Tuesday afternoon that Trump's comments on the case could end up in a protective order or gag order. <laughs> it probably will. The judge in the Atlanta case, if and when Trump is indicted, may issue both a protective order and a gag order. The protective order will cover documents produced in discovery and is pretty standard. A gag order is less common and has not been issued in any of the former president's other criminal cases so far. He said in the statement, uh, Romney said Trump has a First Amendment right to speak about the case, but that... But that this right does not give him free reign to attack the judge, prosecutors, or witnesses. All right. Uh, in other words, it doesn't give him the right to uh, attack the judge, prosecutors, and witnesses and slander them on uh, allegations that she slept with a gang member and she's racist. You know, but. That was real brave of him to do that. The issue with a gag order is that it is toothless unless the judge is willing to hold Trump in contempt if he violates it, he said. That would be extraordinary, but this is not a, a usual case. So far, no judge has been willing to hold Trump in contempt and jail him. But that may change if Trump continues to float the judge's orders. Like I said, um, former President Donald Trump accused the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis of having a relationship with a gang member during his rally in Windham, New Hampshire on Tuesday afternoon. You know, this is very crazy. I can't believe he did this. That's why I jumped on the story as soon as I seen it. I had to do it. 
Willis is the Atlanta area prosecutor expected to announce in the coming weeks whether Trump will be indicted in her probe into his actions surrounding the 2020 presidential elections. Willis has investigated whether his call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, in which the former president asked him to find enough votes to flip the election in his favor, violated state election laws. Trump, who has accused prosecutors of targeting him for political purpose, launched his latest attack against Willis as he addressed a large crowd during his campaign rally at Winham High School on Tuesday afternoon. Just reiterating it so you could make sure you have everything in perspective so you can understand what's going on here. I don't like to do politics, but this one right here, like I said in the beginning, this is very exclusive. I know for a fact this is going to turn into mayhem tomorrow morning, well, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, no, Wednesday morning, yeah, Wednesday, I'm sorry, I meant to say Wednesday morning, because Tuesday just passed, so I know this is going to be a lot of talk, I'm pretty sure all the news outlets are talking about this right now, or they're about to prepare for this, all right, so I probably have another indictment, I'm going to continue on, there's probably going to be another indictment, they say there's a young woman, a young racist in Atlanta. I guess they say that they were after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member, Trump stated. Right there. That's going to get him in a whole lot of trouble. Goddamn. Um, County District Attorney Fannie Willis. You know, she's a very tough lady. Uh, like I told you this, I told you this before in another segment that I did, like probably a week ago. I don't remember. I do a lot of segments, but uh, I said that uh, Fannie Willis, the district attorney in uh, Atlanta, Fulton County, uh, she put out a lot of Ricos. I don't know why she's so obsessed with Rico cases and putting Ricos. Ricos are really for the federals. Uh, for it's really federal. That's cool, really, because they got all of the resources to even do a Rico. You know, when you have like a criminal organization and they trying to prosecute the whole entity, that's when the Rico case is used. But a state Rico is very unusual. You see what I'm saying? Nobody doesn't do that. And then. Fanny Willis, she kind of like, I can see, I can understand why Trump is attacking her because she's actually doing too much, and she used up most of the state resources on these on that, especially on the YSL case. So, um, the situation is very blur, and uh, Fanny, like I said. I, I told you a couple of seconds, like a week ago, I was talking about Fannie Willis, and I think she's in over her head, to be honest with you. So I can see why former President Trump is talking out of his ass right now, you know? Uh, I don't think he should be uh, antagonizing her like this, but I don't think it's a smart move. 
But at the other side of the spectrum, she may be in over her head and she might end up with egg on her, egg on her face if these um or these prosecutions that she's doing don't end up in the right way. So that's what really where it stands at. So I don't know. But I don't think former President Donald Trump should be antagonizing this lady. She's already under a whole lot of pressure, and I feel like she's going to do something uh, irrational, but I don't know. Trump is a very complicated guy, so I don't know. He's probably doing a, a chess move right now. So, But I don't know, man. Like, this is crazy. This is another WWE match that's very exclusive and stuff like that. But let me uh, entertain my listeners by giving you some more tabachery news. All right, let me see what's going on. All right, Queens. All right, let me tell you. Thousands protest. NYC plan to house migrants in tent city in Queens. Every day, the city heats another degree toward its boiling point as tempers flared in Queens Village Tuesday over Mayor Adams' latest move to house migrants in a tent city at the site of the Creedmoor State Hospital. A rally drew thousands of angry protesters in opposition to the plan, with signs reading, No Tent City and Americans Over Migrants. This whole thing is only going to snowball because the schools are going to open in about two weeks and we're totally unprepared to handle that. One of the protest organizers organizers told news sources, if you look behind us, there's a park. There's a YMCA there. We have a charter school behind a preschool on the side, said one mother protesting. Neighbors expressed concerns for students as well as the elderly nearby. We have a SNAP Center. SNAP Center gets funded by how many individuals they serve. The senior citizens are going to be intimidated and afraid of the individuals walking around here, Bob Fedrick shared. I'm here because this is outrageous. They have put non-Americans before Americans. We need to take care of America first, added Bernard Chow. The protesters made their way across the streets to where construction on the tent city has already begun. The facility is expected to house 1,000 single male migrants. It's a Washington issue. We can't deal with this in all the barrels, shared Curtis uh, Celia or Slaya, former NYC, former candidate for mayor, uh, Curtis Slaya. On the other side of the protest, a smaller group with a different point of view also got their message across. It's really sad to see us blaming vulnerable people who have risked their lives for a better future for their situation as opposed to holding accountable people in power, said a demonstrator chanting in support of housing migrants. A spokesperson with the City Hall shared this statement in response to the protest. With nearly 100,000 asylum seekers that have come through our intake system since spring 2022 and hundreds more daily, 
New York City has been left largely alone to deal with a national crisis that demands difficult and swift decision making. We are constantly searching for new places to give asylum seekers a place to rest their heads. And the state recently located a site for a new humanitarian relief center in the parking lot adjacent to Creedmoor Psychiatric Center. We understand community concerns and want to assure them we and the state are working to ensure that the site is well managed and that they are that any potential disruptions are minimized. While New York City is leading the nation in welcoming asylum seekers, make no mistake, we cannot continue to do this alone. This crisis demands a broader national solution. All right, there you go, y'all. Uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, like I said, I'm iffy about it. Like some, like, like I said, the country is very divided. So you got one group of people who think that's gonna it's going to stabilize the country with these asylum seekers and migrants, and then you got another group of people who think that Americans should be first, which I'm kind of like co-signing with that too, because what about the Americans? What about the people that live in, in low-income residents and that need to have some type of, um, you know, some type of uh, opportunities to make their tomorrows a better day? You know, what about that? You know, that's how, how I'm thinking about it, but... Uh, it's kind of bad. Uh, let me see. What else? What else? What else we got? Ohio voters reject proposal that would have made it tougher to protect abortion rights. I don't really want to get into that. Nigerian stowaways survived 14-day trip across Atlantic on ship runner. Drank ocean water report. Let me see. I seen this yesterday. I ain't know if I want to talk about it, but let's get to it. Let me see. A group of Nigerian stowaways managed to survive a perilous 14-day journey across the Atlantic on a cargo ship's rudder by drinking the ocean water crashing below them. A new report says the four men who ultimately ended up in Brazil had ran out of food and drank on the and drank on the tenth day of their trip that begun on june twenty seventh and decided to turn to what Mother Nature could offer them, according to uh news sources citing their personal accounts or whatever. I thought that was going to I thought I was going to Europe and then all of a sudden I found myself I'm in Brazil, Roman uh, Ebermine Friday. One of the stowaways told Reuters after being rescued by Brazilian federal police in the port of Vitoria near Rio de Janeiro. Uh, so when the federal police came, I don't even know where I was. So the federal police came and they asked, do you know where you are? I said, no, you know, this is a quote from the one of the stowaways that was on that boat. Uh, 
I said, no, I was the person that was sitting on the block of the vessel. And they said, this is Brazil. Friday said on the interview. I think somebody's last name is Friday. Oh, okay. That was the first thing that I said. This is Brazil. I said, wow, this is Brazil. I made it to Brazil. I am happy. <laughs> the 35-year-old Friday in another stowaway, thank God, open Meepo, Matthew, yay, yay, 38 years old, decided to stay in Brazil and apply for asylum while the other two men have gone back to Nigeria upon their request, according to Reuters. Okay, both men said they fled Nigeria because of the states of the state of its economy, political instability, and crime. The news agency reported Friday said a fisherman friend rode him up to the stern of the librarian flag Kenwave cargo ship in Lagos on June 27th, on June 27th, only to find the three other stowaways already waiting in the vessel's rudder area. During the 3,500-mile journey across the Atlantic, the men tied themselves to a net they set up in the ship's rudder area to prevent themselves from falling into the water and made sure they were quiet, quiet to avoid being detected by the ship's crew. News sources also reported that maybe if they catch you, they will throw you in the water. Friday was quoted as saying, Friday is a person, all right, so don't get it, don't get it confused. So Mr. Friday was quoted as saying, so we taught ourselves never to make any type of noise. Video later showed a Brazilian federal police officer handing over water to the men as they sat on the ship's rudder while in port. Okay, so it was a terrible experience for me. It was the first time. I never tried that before, but because I had already made up my mind to leave, I just summoned the courage, yeah, yeah, he told news sources. But then it's not that easy. The sea, the ship, it was shaking. I was so scared, but now I am here in Brazil. That's a fascinating story. All right, so basically, you know, the guys left Nigeria, Nigerian stowaways, survived a 14-day trip across the Atlantic on a ship's rudder, drank ocean water just to survive. That's disgusting. That's the salt water. I can't drink that. I'm going to throw up. A group of Nigerian stowaways managed to survive a very treacherous 14-journey day trip across the Atlantic on a cargo ship's rudder by drinking the ocean water crashing below them, a new report says. The four men who ultimately ended up in Brazil had ran out of food and drank on the 10th day of their trip that begun on June 27th and decided to turn to what Mother Nature could offer them, according to news sources. All right, I thought that I was going to Europe, and then all of a sudden I found myself in Brazil. Roman Abedemi, or Abedemi Friday. Roman Friday, I'm going to leave the middle name out. His name is Roman Friday. One of the stowaways told news sources after being rescued by Brazilian federal police 
in the port of Vitoria near Rio de Janeiro. I'm trying to say it like a Spanish person, but you know, my tongue can't make those type of movements like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if I get married again, my future wife will teach me how to do it. But I don't want to get too explicit. Anyway, so when the federal police came, this is um, Mr. Friday talking, Roman Friday. A beanie knee, Roman Friday. So when the federal police came, I don't even know where I was. So the federal police came and they asked me, do you know where you are? I said, no. I was the person that was sitting on the block of the vessel. And they said, this is Brazil. Friday said in an interview, that was the first thing that they said, this is Brazil. I said, wow, this is Brazil. I made it to Brazil. I am so happy. So the 35-year-old Friday and another stowaway, thank God, Opamipo, Matthew Yee, a 38 years old, decided to stay in Brazil and apply for asylum. All right? Crazy story. I don't even know how they made it through the Atlantic Ocean like that. That's very dangerous. You know, I don't think I would make it like that. That's, mm-mm, couldn't do it. But the way that these other countries' economic structures are collapsing uh, worries me, you know. So there's too many migrants crossing the borders. And these stories right here, uh, I don't know. I've been said it. I said it a hundred times. We as a human race need to get together so we can help each other, so we could have a one collective group of race people, all races, all colors and creeds. Because if you have bias and prejudice, nothing is never going to work. Bias and prejudice cause a subsequent reaction of war. Who wins in a war? Nobody doesn't win. Everybody lost. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, there's a lot of economical problems, especially in America, and things are not looking too good. I'm not happy with the Biden administration on top of that. And this infl- inflation is causing a lot of families to be in, in, in egregious situations. So with that being said, people, we got to learn how to be nice to each other and help each other. Uh, we got to learn how to converse. When I say that, that means you got to know how to have a person uh, commercing, like trade, trades and goods and services. See what I'm saying? Commerce, like let a person work, you pay them. Let a person, uh, the only trade that's not conducive to the human race is these drugs and opioids and addiction because that conjure up demonic spirits and stuff like that. I need people to understand what I'm saying. Drugs and addiction, alcohol, uh, conjure 
conjures up domestic violence and stuff like that. You know, it conjures up demonic behavior. See what I'm saying? Opioids. So if you see somebody that has a drug problem, you got to, like, try to get them off of the drug, which I know is a very hard task to do. But I'm playing my part. You should play your part. You see what I'm saying? You know, ever since I started this podcast, I I wasn't the greatest podcaster, but day by day I'm getting better with it, all right? It's a it's a job. I'm working very hard to just get to your ear so I can educate you on a lot of things that you need to think about because this is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Benz Pharrell. With that being said, I'm going to hit you with another segment. I had to talk about Donald Trump on the allegations that he was talking about Miss Fanny um, Willis saying that she used to date a goddamn gang member and she's a racist. That was crazy to me. So I had to jump back on that microphone and talk about this. But... I will hit you with another segment later. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. Same name you could use to follow me on Instagram. That's B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I, Box Benji. And you can follow me on TikTok. That is underscore murder envy. That is underscore M-U-R-D-E-R-E-N-V. As in Victor, I-I, murder envy. All right? Holla at your boy. I'ma see you later. Peace.